guys, welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. I am your host, Alex Whiteley, and the biscuiteer joining me today is our DD. How's it going, D? You okay? Hi, yeah, I'm I'm doing all right since I, I'm kind of missing the studio. Yes. I really am. Yes, me too. I massively, really am. massively. Like we were talking about it earlier today, weren't we? Like when we get back, what we're gonna do, we have all these things set, but we we don't know when we're gonna be back. Yeah, it's a it, difficulty. It is a it is a uh, a, a try in time we don't know what's going on um yeah uh, but we have had i've been speaking to the guys at the parade and hopefully they're going to start slowly opening things on the 1st of june uh, there are, we've got ideas to um make the studio a safe place with lots of ppe and um we're going to uh, yeah. socially distance the tables we've got we've got two tables now so we can socially distance them yeah so we might be able to get in the studio it's a might but uh, i've got plans to do so because i think it's going to be very important for us to be at the center of what's going on with shrewsbury's recovery um joining us today is ali and sophie uh i've been dying to get these guys on for ages every time we do a plan a show we hit a hurdle like i don't know a, a worldwide pandemic i thought <laughs> we had something planned just before that didn't we um ali and sophie make are, are parts of they've been making noise all across shrewsbury for all the right reasons that the Shrewsbury yeah. cup is a massive part of, of Shrewsbury now. Um, you, you all know the cups, uh, they're, they're like uh, lime green, orange. I don't know the other colors, uh, but they're, they're everywhere. Um, well, thank you very much for joining us on, on the Shrewsbury biscuit today, uh, Ali and Sophie. Well, thank you very much for having us guys. It's uh, nice to see you. And as you said, we've been trying to do this for a while when yes. things were normal, we couldn't manage it, so you know, here we are in the pandemic. <laughs> here we are, here we are. Um, and carrying on with what we're saying about um, about things being weaned open because of you know Boris's speech. Boris's speech. I don't want to get too political, but obviously there are a few people confused about what, what's going to happen and what's not going to happen. I think some of it's mm. right, some of it's possibly a little bit uh, too um, optimistic, in my opinion. But I think if we can slowly and safely start releasing people out and to get into those, those essential parts of Shrewsbury and helping independent businesses. I mean, um, the guys at Original Shrewsbury got the right idea with um, supportshrewsbury.co.uk. Um, they've got that great website where you can go and support independent traders now. You can buy vouchers, you can get things delivered to your home. Go and have a look at that um, because you can buy gifts, you can buy essentials, you can have a look around. Um, <clears throat> and some great traders are part of that. Um this is going to be how we're going to go forward, I, I believe. Um, but let's go back. Let's go back. Oh, sorry, I got a frog in my throat. It <coughs> always happens as soon as I hit record. Where did the Shrewsbury Cup begin? What, what, what was the? Where did this all happen? How? Well, um, so I'm a. I work in waste management. I'm a bin lady. We run a. We run a service for events called Zero Waste Events. So it's waste management and recycling for events. So, and we started in 2011 at the Ludlow Medieval Christmas Fair. You know, I always think if you're going to start recycling, you might as well do it at a winter event dressed as a monk, which is exactly what we had to do. Yes. <laughs> since, since, since then, we have been, we've worked with over 200 events um, across Shropshire, down through Herefordshire, into Powys, cross over to Telford. Um, and at every single event, we have taken the lids off and separated out every single coffee cup oh, wow. so that they can be recycled. Because the That's only way you can nice. recycle yeah. coffee cups is separate every single one. And I tell you what, after doing that for about eight years, that's quite tedious. 
And so uh, the, well, the biggest event we do is the Hay Festival. Uh, and we work, we, we work down there at the Hay Festival. And you might as well call the Hay Festival a coffee festival because <laughs> everybody who walks through the door has at least two cups of coffee. So across the 10 days, they do about 50,000 cups of coffee. Wow. Oh, wow. Staggering. Wow. And, if, and at the end of the festival, when you look at 50,000 coffee cups, it's 350 wheelie bins. 350 wheelie Imagine bins? 350 wheelie bins lined up all of single-use coffee cups, yeah? So back in 2017, after I'd thrown the, first, the last bag into the wagon, I was a bit hot and flustered, you know, I was a bit hot and fierce and, cook and, and very fed up. I went to see my client there, who's the sustainability director, and I said, Andy, there is nothing sustainable about 50,000 coffee cups, 350 wheelie bins of coffee cups. This is ridiculous. And I may have stamped my foot and said, I'm not doing this anymore. Anyway, that sparked a search for a reusable coffee cup because we wanted to do something different, which is when we went on the, we went, we went on the search to find a cup and we came across the Coretto cup. Meanwhile, my friend Sophie here <laughs> said, Ali, if you want to do something about single-use coffee cups, I'm in. I want to do that as well. So I said, okay, let's do it. So in 2018, Sophie and I rolled out reusable coffee cups at the Hay Festival, and we reduced single-use coffee cups from 350 wheelie bins down to 25. Oh. So we had a 92% reduction single-use cups that, that that waste just disappeared because we had what was the what's the lifespan on one of those cups one of these well this is the yeah. beauty of because people say to us but they're made of plastic surely plastic is bad hmm. single-use plastic that's going to be used once is yeah. bad wasted time we want to eliminate it from the face of the earth that's our plan yeah. okay this is a product that is designed to be used hundreds of times we washed one of these in Marks and Spencer's dishwasher over a thousand times and nothing happens to it. It comes out exactly the same color. It's not uh, deformed in any way. It's still perfectly good to use. So this just keeps going round and round and round. So you're replacing something that you have to buy a single one of with something that will last for years. Wow. It's, it's a brilliant idea. And I think a lot, a lot of people are, are trying to, um, get on this whole idea it's like starbucks tried to bring in their reusable one but your, yours is a very different thing it's, it's so focused on on our town and i i can speak to anyone i know and they all know about the cups the cups it's a very when it when it first started um i remember everyone was talking about it on social media i think i i might have i think i might have met yourself or someone along or one of you lot at um an event wasn't it uh, what was the name of the one i went to i'm having a blonde moment i went to that talk didn't i at the uh, university. Yes, you did. You went to the... Um, Ev was it the evolution of business? Evolution of the workplace. That's right, yes. It was part of the Darwin yes, Festival. and there was... So the, part of the Darwin Festival. And there was someone there with the whole cup thing. And you, you are... It's, it's definitely going to be the direction that I feel, obviously, at the moment, with all the virus going around, it's, it's not people's priority. But definitely, when we all come back out of this and we all get back on board with our environment and everything like that, it's, it's going to... It will be something that will blow up again. And I think it's very, very popular. I think it's definitely a good idea. Because how long have you been going on now, did you say? So it was launched back in oh, April so did you last year. And I think it's fair to say, it would be fair to give credit to... Can you hear me? Because, sorry, my Wi-Fi connection's really dodgy. No, we can hear you now. Yeah. yeah, okay. So um, we were 
inspired there was a bit of late night googling to was there anywhere globally was there anywhere with a solution that maybe we could um embed in the town here and, mm. and that's where we stumbled across a scheme that was going on in Germany in the city of Freiburg and Freiburg in Germany is really leading the way in in Germany on environmental um matters and back in 2016 they actually launched the Freiburg Cup in the city and that was really driven by their local authority that was a very green um, city council that wanted mm. to address the waste that was happening in their their waterways so we went to Germany to go and have a chat with them to see what they'd done and how they'd done it and uh, have a look at what could we learn from you know what they felt had worked well and maybe what they would do if they were doing it again and and, and so we slightly, we wouldn't be seen as, as the pioneers, definitely took uh, an idea that had been um, started elsewhere, but we did tweak it to the, to the, to the town uh, here. Mm. And what's been encouraging to see is just how much interest there is globally in other communities of people just say, right, enough, we're not going to sit around any longer and wait for governments to, um, to make the changes we are, are going to take uh, action ourselves to start really making this happen at a grassroots level. Where do you... So where, definitely, I, I definitely think you've definitely done the right thing about it, isn't it? Yeah. Now, if I'm just going to give you some background facts that um, to kind of put it in a perspective. So in the UK, every single day, we use 7 million single-use cups. 7 million cups every day. It's 2.5 billion cups a year. Okay? Mm. And then... Only 1% of those cups, this is before the pandemic, only 1% of those cups gets recycled. Yeah? yeah. Half a million cups every single day in our country just get littered. Because if you think about it, they're a cup that's designed to be used outside. It gets put in a bin and, and it blows out or it just gets willfully dropped. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So like... half a million cups are floating around our parks, our streets, our car parks, <clears> our rivers <throat> every single day. Yeah. And it's just, Definitely, oh, and, yeah. three, and, and, and do you know how many trees that is? How many trees mm -hmm. do you reckon? It, it takes 3,000 trees to make those 7 million cuts. So 3,000 trees every single day just to make the cuts in the UK. It is bonkers. It is crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, yeah. Yeah, it's like um, what one of my other jobs is I work in transport, but we also have a, a waste management um, area we deal with recycled it's more it's more along the aggregate side of things but um, in that a lot of people don't learn that even if they use these recyclable cups and they do recycle them still a, a percentage of it still ends up in landfill I think that's what a lot of people don't think they think as soon as they put it in their recycling bin or wherever they think they've done their part but they'd be better off not using those cups at all and using one like yours using something that you can be used over and over and over again definitely mm, absolutely the only way to avoid this waste, this 7 million cups a day, is to move mm. to reusables. We try yeah. to move to recyclables. We try to move to compostable cups. Well, a compostable cup, that you know, that's, that's kind of seen as a solution. Trouble is, mm. a compostable cup will only be composted if it goes to a special facility yeah. called an yeah. industrial compost. Because right? So any compostable cup in Shrewsbury is going to go into a municipal bin and it's going in the incinerator. Wasn't there? Not going yeah. to be what was the um, the company that they um, 
I read it somewhere online, so it's obviously true. Um, but there was, I read there was a, <laughs> there was a company somewhere that were putting like uh, uh, seeds in their cups so that if they were thrown away, a tree would grow out of this cup. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if you know about that. I don't know. Um, but I did see somewhere that... I remember the company name, but I know what you mean. It's a nice idea. The trouble is it takes so long to break down. I found we dug our compost out the other day, um, our compost bins at home, you know, and I put uh, 10 years ago, in well, in October 2010, I did an event called Green Halloween, and they had some compostable mm. cups, which came home with me and went in my compost heap. I, we dug the compost out, and the insides of the cups are still there 10 years later. Wow. So oh, wow. The seeds, it would take an awful long time to actually rot down to grow the seeds. Uh, so yeah, it's like I've got I've got um I was given um a cup about two years ago which is I, I won't mention the, the name of them but they're meant to be compostable and it says on it it's like put it in your compost bin like when you don't want to use it anymore and everything like that and but you look at it and you hold it and you're like this isn't going to be I can't see how it's going to um biodegrade itself even like you said over 10 years they're, they're sturdy thick things aren't they and it's like you said they'll, they'll just end up being someone put them in their bin and they end up going in the incinerator don't they very much it's a nice concept, yeah. but I don't really feel, yeah. With, you know, I mean, I've, I've worked in, I've worked in waste management for a long time, you know, for 25 years. And actually, yeah. we've, we've, you know, we just cannot recycle our way out of it. We've got to do something to reduce that. And you know what? The solution is really, really complicated. It's called washing up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely, yeah. forward solution. You just wash up. Where, where did so when you first started this uh how do you get um a movement like this started who do you go to to be like this is a great idea we need to do this now people um how do you make that kind of noise <laughs> i think we're really really lucky here in the town um that we have a lot of independent businesses so a lot of the businesses have a face you know they've got that personality that's driving mm. the business, that's interested in, in ideas. And we uh, started off by approaching, we did a little bit of lobbying for some of the independent cafes who were so open to the concept because a lot of our independent businesses, they source naturally, they source ethically, and they are concerned about the, so there wasn't a, there wasn't a, we didn't need to do a big push to persuade them about about the idea but we did need to test the water and thanks to Nicola and Mike who run Stop uh, initially we started off with a little trial in two of their cafes for four weeks and just chatted to the staff and then gave them the opportunity to say listen what do you think you know is this going to work and and if we're going to do it how do we how do we communicate it to customers and how do we communicate it uh, to staff and and we started back in it was December of 2018 is that right Ali yeah December that sounds about right. I think it was yep. four weeks yeah just um, about right yeah and then and then yeah. got their yeah and got their feedback and then broadened the circle out a bit thanks to again to and, and Helen who again thinking sort of cast the net and pulled together some of effort and look at um how we could roll it out so I, I would really reiterate it's great being in a town with lots of independent businesses run by progressive uh, open-minded people who want to make 
make change. Yeah. How That's how many how many businesses in the town have you got involved now? So just before lockdown, we had uh, twenty five cafes on board, um, yeah. including um, so we've got uh, stock cafes, we've got Ginger and Co, we've got Darwin's Kitchen, Loopy Shrew, Darwin's. We've got lots and lots of different cafes. We also have um, Shrewsbury College. Yeah. So Shrewsbury College, all three campuses. And um, we started a trial at the hospital as well with the League of Friends and with the hospital catering. Um, again, you know, now that we're in a pandemic, everything is kind of dormant and we're waiting to, yeah. well, not everything actually. We've had, a, we've had a busy morning because we've been to, you know, Gwen's at Dar um, Gwen Burgess, who runs Darwin's Cafe, which is yeah, the, yeah. by the bus stop. So we went to see Gwen and Sophie organised for us to go and take we thought what we'd do is we're so grateful to all the traders in the market who've been, you know, kept everybody going for the last eight weeks. What we thought we'd do is we'd go and get a coffee for each of them from Gwen's in a Shrewsbury cup and take it into the market. So we've been um, we've been busy, haven't we, Sophie, this morning taking yeah. uh, coffees around. Nice. And Gwen's been super busy. I mean, she's just been going all the way through. Um, before we move well, any what, further, sorry, I just yeah. want to, no, it's okay. I wanted to say, actually, you know, you mentioned about Mike and Helen. I just want to say a very humbling, like, thank you to Mike, because Mike is one of the most optimistic, from Stop Cafe, that is. Uh, <laughs> he's one of the most optimistic people in the town. Like, I, when I first started, I was kind of like, hey, I've got a podcast. Do you want to come and do a podcast? I want to talk about how he started. Because <laughs> Stop is one of the most recognisable brands in Shrewsbury at the moment. And I was just kind of like, let's talk about it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, come in. We'll have a coffee. And we set up in the, I said, I had this big mixer at the time. It was about eight feet tall you know sat on the table was kind of like yeah setting up in this tiny table it was uh, it was amazing um mike is um is a brilliant voice for the town and so thank you to mike for for you know uh, showing you guys uh, the encouragement that he did um because look where it's got you you know yeah super supportive as have um many cafes in town yeah. you know it's been really as sophie said it was pushing at an open door because they all say listen we want to do the right thing um, and, and we we're eternally grateful to say you know to going okay we'll do this mad thing with these two crazy cup ladies. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you so saying? What's the, what's, the, what's the future of the cup? Where do you see it going? Like this time next year, this time in two years, where where do you see it going? Because obviously it's on a bit of a, a halt at the moment due to this pandemic. But what do you see the future of it being like? We've got, we've got some hurdles to cross, Dee Dee. We really want to work with our cafes to give them confidence and yeah. with our customers to say, you know what, guys, you know, these are our drop and swap scheme where you get a fresh cup every time. It's perfectly safe. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. We've got to, we've got to overcome that barrier. Um, yeah. And the sign so far with the cafes that we've talked to is that, yeah, it's even more important now going forwards to do this, you know. Um, as well as Shrewsbury, we also have worked with Harper Adams University. Hey, they've donated all single-use cups entirely for the whole for the, since last September, uh, with no drop in coffee sales whatsoever. So they, you know, we we want them to continue. Hopefully, that they'll continue. We want to work with other universities. We we, we work with other towns as well. So we've got uh, there's a town called Whitstable. They've got a cup. Oswestry have a cup. Yeah, so there's an Oswestry Cup. There is um, a Newport Shropshire Cup, 
as well. Is this all There's run by you guys, or is, that, or is that their own independent thing, or is that you? you? Uh, it's their own independent projects that we've helped them. We've kind of advised them and helped them get going and run their trials. Nice. Because uh, what you know, what Sophie's, you know, what, what we really believe in is that this kind of thing is a bit of a labour of love, and you need to know your community. You yeah. know, you need to understand your cafes Definitely. and know your community yeah. to be able to push in that. Maybe in a few years' time, when this sort of thing is much more common, uh, when reusable schemes are going to be the norm, then you could have a national scheme because everyone's much more used to it. At the moment, we're kind of trying to achieve that behaviour change, you know, and it's a you know there's there's there's, there's no resistance, but there's there's a, it's a lot of change. It's what you is it one Ludlow? Actually... Because I can imagine Ludlow would be very popular for something like this. There isn't one in Ludlow yet. We do um, use the cups at Ludlow events. In fact, I put on the yeah. Instagram today. Today would have been Ludlow Spring Festival starting today. They yeah, would have been yeah. there, um, and they not only have fantastic beer, cheese, wine, gin from all over the county. Uh, mm. They also drink coffee and Shrewsbury cups. So um, <laughs> brilliant that is. But we, I don't know whether you actually know how. I mean, the the cups, the, the model is. Uh, so for years we've had uh, if you went into a cafe with your own cup you would get a discount yeah and so if yeah. you had to remember your cup and if you remember your cup you took it in and you might get 20p 50, 50p if you go to prep you get a discount off your coffee now that uh, managed to achieve there'll be about 10% of us if you're lucky 5% to 10% will remember to take off cups yeah, yeah? so actually it didn't achieve the uplift People, the vast majority of coffees were still sold in single-use cups. Mm -hmm. So why this is different is because these are on the counter, they're available point of, point of sale, and you borrow a cup. So you pay a one-pound deposit to have your cup, to have your coffee in a, in, a, in a reusable cup, you enjoy your drink, and then you can drop it at any cafe to get your pound back. Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah, you can drop it at any cafe that's on the, on the scheme of it. You don't have to go back exactly. to the original one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and and the fact, you know, so having them there means that I haven't got to remember my, I haven't got to buy an expensive cup in the first place. I haven't got yeah. to remember it, which is big, big for me. That's really big. For me. <laughs> and I don't have, to, I don't have to carry it around in my handbag all day dripping coffee. Because I can just well, that, that was my thought when I used to have my reusable ones years ago when I was at college. And um, it'd be when you finished with it. You then have to put it in your bag, don't you? And you haven't washed it or anything mm. like that. And it becomes a bit of a nuisance. And obviously remembering it as well is a massive part. Yeah. Um, so that's where this the idea is it, it overcomes those those barriers. And because because they're there, so suddenly you go from five percent of people use drinking in a reusable cup to over fifty percent mm. because they're here. Because they're on because they're available. Um, my, one of my routines uh, when I when we used to be at the studio was because I lived in Bellevue at the time was I'd walk over Greyfriars, <clears throat> grab a coffee from stop on the way, walk up to the studio, sip in my coffee, um, and then I would probably use that cup in a cafe that may may not have been uh, it used to be the Riverview. I would then get them to put a coffee. <laughs> we know what you mean. Would then get I would then get them to put a coffee in there, um, even though they weren't part of the scheme. Finish that, then take the cup down, back down to Great Fires on my way home, get the pound back, and there we go. The cycle will just repeat. Because even though there are companies out there that aren't part of the Shropshire Cup, uh, they will still put a coffee in there, you know? So that's yeah, yeah. the handy thing about it. Who makes your cups? How do you, Who did you go to to be like, let's make a cup, people? 
<laughs> well, actually, we were really lucky because when Ali talked about her experience at Hay Festival, when she scratched her head and stamped her foot and said, right, enough's enough, she also was uh, at the same time engaged in some dialogue with, with um, people who were also looking for solutions. Um, we came across a company based in Corby that had uh, was ma- were manufacturing um, a cup that they were, lo- it was brand new at that time, and they were wanting to put it out into the market uh, to, to see whether it was really, you know, did what it said on the tin, if you like. Yeah. And, um, and so they're, they're, being, they're being manufactured in the UK, which is another real plus as far as we're concerned, yeah, because yeah, it, is, it is UK manufactured. It's not, not uh, coming in from overseas. Um, and because of the technology that they're using, it's incredibly lightweight, the cup, but it is, um, it's got a slightly rigid, ridged edge to it, which means it's got mm. these sort of thermal properties, which stops the cup from burning your hand when you have the, with the hot drink inside it. Yeah. So, yeah, so locally, you know, give or take, locally manufactured, really, and locally printed as well by another company in the West Midlands. So it all felt... It felt like it, it all fitted the ethos of the of the scheme, yeah it's been really. a lot of thought put into it it's not just a cup isn't it there's a lot of thought behind it and supporting local like you said mm. yeah because one of the mm. things you have to be what you have to be mindful of if you're trying to in, if you're trying to do something for environmental reasons you've got to be careful that you're not replacing a single-use paper cup with a reusable cup that has got a bigger carbon footprint you yeah. know it's really that would be pointless so we're we're mm. we're you know, we've done this this cups had some serious evaluation not done by us because that's way too expensive but it's had a life cycle analysis done on it which shows that after after about 10 uses then this cup is better than um than the same number of single use cups in terms of the carbon. that's very good only 10 uses that that's that's astonishing to be honest mm. <laughs> you would think with it being a plastic cup wouldn't you it'd be so much more but yeah yeah, yeah, and that's coming down all the time with the new with, with um, the new I, technology. Yeah. I always remember I had this um, really cool uh, single-use coffee cup. It was a Star Wars one. I had Kylo Ren on it and everything. It was amazing, right? That is not cool. I yes, don't know it why is. Yes, it is. Cool. It's the that best. Cool. Right, and and after <laughs> after a couple of months of use, like you know, the paint started flaking on it. It was all discolored on the middle, and so it's testament to your product the fact that you know it, it lasts so long. So that's cool. Um, what data do you have? I mean, I know you saying from the festivals you've noticed there's less wheelie bins but like across the town or across the county or wherever you use it do you have data to show what you've done to reduce uh, wastage yeah so we're we're working with 25 cafes and as i said some of them have are a hundred percent they 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 don't have any single use cups at all so that's a that stopgap at the university so our university has eliminated single use cups altogether harper adams has eliminated single use cups altogether yeah, so Harper Adams on their own is um, uh, what was the figure, Sophie? I can't remember. They did they, in the first in the first two months they did eight thousand five hundred. They saved eight thousand five hundred cups in the first two months at, at the university. What we do on a weekly basis in Shrewsbury is it's about five hundred to a thousand cups a week saved. Wow. Yeah, um, just because we're uh, in, in terms of the number of cafe, num- number of number of coffees sold in reusable cups. When we do an event, like for example, Shrewsbury Food Festival, 
Yeah, that's that's a you know there's about three thousand coffees over that weekend. Mm. So in one go at events, we saved three thousand cups at um, Shrewsbury Food Festival. Fantastic! So I saw it's a, I saw you guys at Oktoberfest, um, which is another yeah. thing that you guys did. You were like, well, there's people going to be a lot of people using these cheapo plastic pint cups that will just get thrown on the floor like you see at every festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, uh, Beth Heath and the guys at the Shropshire Festivals, they were like, yeah, let, we, we can get hold of this from what I gather. And they helped you create a, a, a pint glass, which had all locked up. I've got one in the studio. It's there proudly because I think it's ace. Yeah. Um, where did that come about? So I've um, I've worked with Beth for um, uh, well, for ten years actually since you know because I worked with her when she was at Ludlow Food Festival um, and she's great you know we 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 do all her waste for her and again I've been gently saying okay guys this is brilliant we'll do all your recycling for you but really <clears throat> what we should be doing is looking at production so we worked on it she found a sponsor to be able to um, I think it was is it DM recruitment. Ooh, sounds about right. Latin, I can't remember. That sounds something right. Something like that. Anyway, there was a, she, she got a recruitment fan to to um, sponsor the cups. So she had 20,000 beer cups made, which is a big investment. You know, it's a big investment. And I'm, yeah. I'm eternally grateful to them for doing it. Because for since the Oktoberfest began, you know, I've painted on our smile and we've cleared up after all these people who come and get, you know, having a fantastic party, <laughs> making a big mess. Um, whereas this year, we had... Or we have gin, coffee, tea, etc., being served, and hot chocolates being served in these. And every single drink was served in a reusable, in a, in a reusable pint glass. Every 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 single beer. So we went from uh, we reduced the amount of plastic by eighty three percent. So at the end of that festival, usually I have wow. a mountain. Usually I have a mountain of plastic. You know, it takes me two or three Luton vans to get rid of it. You know, and mm. and we've spent hours of digging it out of the ground and picking it up and clearing up i had one little pile of 25 bags of plastic it was beautiful it was a beautiful thing staggering <laughs> that that is... see something something like this would have been would have been amazing something like this would have been amazing at like um it's not around anymore but the v festival yeah. yeah and the amount of cup you would every single on about day three the, the whole of area would just be a field of plastic cups that people are like, oh, there's no bin nearby, just throw it to one side because it's, it's a hassle carrying it. And they're like, oh, I get another one anyway when I get another drink. But having something like this, it's saying like, which is a, a like a much larger festival with so much more foot traffic would have been so much better. And also it helps uh, the people that put on the event save money because the clear up crew, they don't need as much time put into it. It doesn't get traped into the ground because where um, like the festival was held, uh, when they went there, it was used for um, like cattle and sheep and you don't want that going into their systems. And so there's a lot, I, I, it's definitely a way to go with it as it grows and grows and grows. It really is. Uh, we well, we do have a you know. It, it definitely is the way to go. I mean, it's so uncool to to not think about your environmental impact now for events. You know, yes. it's, it's very yeah. uncool to do that. You know, people have got to start. You know, I had one. I have a lot of conversations with events, and this lady wrote to me and she said, "Oh, we want to do something about our waste," and so I gave her some options. Mm. Oh, well, we can't really afford to do that. You know, and so I said, "Okay, we'll try this." You know. I said, well, if you if you can't afford to recycle, perhaps you think about reusable cups. And then she came back and went, yeah, you know what? It doesn't really add up. The benefits don't really outweigh the cost. And I wrote back. I was a little bit fed up. So I wrote back and I said, mm. well, you know what? You know, maybe you should look at it in another way. That if your event 
is going to have an environmental impact and you're not going to make any any effort to mitigate that mm. perhaps your invention go ahead yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know i've had in i i've done i've, I've worked with event over 200 events since 2011 and i've had enough of making it okay for them to use their single-use waste now yeah you know it's yeah. disgraceful Exactly. Now we need to move forward because there are options. Spe- and Oktoberfest demonstrated demonstrated that, as did the Hay Festival. It wasn't just a yeah. it wasn't just a waste though. It was I the, the other thing. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say that I think the other thing that's really really important right now is that it's going to be a long time before we're all sitting inside our cafes and restaurants are a really, really important part of the fabric of this town. They really are. I mean, they're they're what um, creates the kind of buzz and the the good thing on our our streets. And the only uh, option, if we want to see these businesses survive, is to support them as they uh, get their takeout business going. Now, takeout, by the very nature of it, of course, is is very much... um, uh, you know, uh, linked with single use. And so never has there been a more important time really for schemes such as the CUP to to be really, really embraced uh, and supported because, you know, that is the only way that um, we're going to be able to access the trade that the cafes are going to offer. And the worst situation we could do is, is take a massive backwards step uh, and, and just go back to using you know, loads and loads of single use. So I think, but the cups are just one element of it. It'd be amazing if we could see it uh, also um, move over to sort of food boxes and, oh, and yeah, stuff brilliant. like that. But I, I, you know, I think now is, you know, we're not, we haven't got food boxes yet, but we're definitely, you know, we're talking about what, what else can we be doing? What else should we be doing? Yeah. What are the uh, what are the current rules with the use of the cups? Obviously, because we're in this pandemic at the moment. I know a lot of places that have their their own style of reusable cups have said we're not using them currently. You have to use uh, recyclable ones. What's what's the rule at the moment with uh, the Shrewsbury cup? In a sense, like are the people that supply it still using them, or are they having to put them on hold till a certain date so you can bring them back out again? What what's going on with that? At the moment, we've got one cafe cafe trading in town that is using uh, the cups, which is where we were today. And the message that we are putting out is very much that uh, you you drop and swap your cup. So you you get a fret. You you have your takeout coffee. You obviously go off. You drink it, and when you're finished, you drop your your cup back in a separate receptacle which we've created these a little I've got a little orange bucket and you can then either get your deposit back or if you want another coffee you get a fresh cup Uh and those cups are then washed and um, sanitized just like they are other catering equipment yes yeah Yeah, and you want to build on that a little bit so um, and what and what and we're basing this we're we're basing basing this workflow on the advice that the that that, that that we can find at the moment. We just we are actually in the process of getting this confirmed. It says on the website on the government website every cafe needs to make its own decisions about whether they can use reusable cups, whether they can right, accept yeah. them. 
And so what we're doing is working with the cafes to create a, a safe a safe and hygienic way to use reusables. So, so Alex, it's not going to enable you to go to Riverside Cafe, who aren't one of our, you know, to go to another cafe that's not part of Shrewsbury Cup because yeah. they'd have to wash the cup, you know, but you can go to any, any Shrewsbury Cup cafe Drop your cup off, pick up another one. Is there is there a recognisable way to notice someone that's part of your scheme? Is there like a you know, like you know where where they sell walls ice cream because they'd have a walls thing on the on the shop? Like you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a pink window sticker yeah. um, on the outside, and then on on our website we also have an interactive map which identifies where the other cafes are. with a little bio about each cafe. I am so glad that you guys are adapting to this situation. That's really, really forward thinking. Well, yeah, that's why I wanted to ask. I wanted to see how it all tied in all Mm, together. Really good. Yeah. Um, What I do want to... I think, you know, what we we really need, we've had so much support from cafes and from customers and from Shrewsbury Bid. You know, we've had so much support. And what we need is... We need customer confidence and we need people to walk in there and know, know and trust the cafes because all of our cafes have got a, a, a rating five for hygiene, right? They all know how to wash stuff. They serve things safely. That, in fact, you know, that whole kind of hygienic way of doing things is part of, is such an integral part of the food industry. Washing these cups is just the same as that. Yeah? yeah. And the advice about this virus is all about wash your hands in hot soapy water, isn't it? Because hot soapy mm-hmm. water kills the virus um, exactly what happens they get washed in hot yeah. soapy water i want to i wanted to um also bring up uh i want to say it's kind of political kind of negative but there's a reason for it um there was a point where they noticed the uh the uh the the, the garbage patch in, in the in the ocean and everybody was like oh my god we need to do something about it right i noticed there was a change in the world everybody was like Okay, we need to we need to find a way to get rid of the plastics, and we need to be a bit more you know environmentally mm. friendly. And there was a massive surge in it, right? The, everybody was doing their bit until until Mr. Donald Trump came and told everybody that it was all a, all a myth. <laughs> um, and oh I mean, it, is, it is political, but he did come out and say uh, it, it's a lie, all oh, fake news, you know. And then uh, all all you see is this this. Um, this backpedaling of people uh, that are all, especially with ex- people like Extinction Rebellion. Extinction Rebellion from the beginning were like, people thought they were kind of heroes and they were like, oh, these are great guys, they're doing good things. And then as soon as Donald Trump comes and says his thing, um, there's a lot of negative feedback towards uh, the environmental services or uh, companies that are trying to do these things. Did you guys notice um, any sort of um, fallout in, in that at all? Well, I think in the UK, we are super lucky, right? Because we have our very own David Attenborough, don't we? Mm. And David Attenborough, yes. basically, the Blue Planet Effect has done absolute wonders for raising awareness about ocean pollution. Yeah. yeah? Mm. And, he, you know, so, so I, and, and he is held in such high regard, whatever the other, you know, the other man we mentioned, whatever Donald says, you know, people in the UK aren't going to take it. That. No, they're so not. So we're no. seeing, you know, in in 2019 and 2020, there was unprecedented interest in reducing single-use plastic, which is fantastic. And we have to find a way of not going back, yeah. you know, of not losing all the ground that we've made as a movement towards more sensible use of resources. We have to, because yeah. it's just not it's not sustainable to go back. 
there was a there was a young guy called Boyan Slat who's one of my heroes. From the, from the age of sixteen, he created a machine that could pick out the plastics of the ocean, and now he's uh, he's clearing up the the rivers in Malaysia with the, this invention that he made in in when he was sixteen, that was a few years ago, um, and it's it's really good what he's doing. But what I'm scared about is that there's a guy that's going, yes, I can solve problem, I can do this, you know, and, and then all of a sudden, uh, everybody's like, oh well, there's a guy fixing the problem, we don't have to worry about it anymore, you know. There's two sides to it, aren't there? You know, if you like, if you said if if your bath was overflowing, yeah, you wouldn't just get a bucket to keep, you know, taking the water out. Yeah. The first thing you do is turn the tap off. Yeah. So yeah. we have to do both things. Yeah. We have to turn the tap off, which is which is moving to reusables. Yeah. To stop using single use plastic, and we have to get the stuff out of the ocean. Yeah. So there's two. You know, one one thing on its own isn't good enough, as you say. Absolutely. And have, do you guys work with other environmental groups? Have you got like a good relationship with some of them? We have. In fact, this whole pandemic thing, you know, it sparked a. We we started talk. We started having a, a monthly conversation with people in New Zealand, Australia, Germany, America. Uh, Holland, all who are doing these reuse systems. Nice. Yeah, these safe, these, you know, they're safe zero waste systems, right? That are, um, and every, and it's so, uh, so good for us, isn't it, Sophie? That we, you know, yeah. to, it doesn't feel like we're just two crazy cut ladies. There are other people out there doing things. And, then, and of course, Australia and New Zealand are ahead of us because they've had a severe lockdown and didn't, the virus didn't take hold like it has here. So actually, yeah. we're watching their coffee industry uh, with great interest, and they're being super helpful. So they're being really helpful with, um, you know, how they've lobbied the government to, you know, to release, you know, to say that reusables are um, perfectly acceptable, you know, and to work, you know. So so we, we've gained a lot from those from those conversations, and we wouldn't have had time to do that if we hadn't been in the pandemic. So it's been it's been quite interesting. Yeah, there's been lots. It's of... one of those one of those silver lining moments. I think a lot of um, a lot of businesses in town, even though this pandemic has been absolutely um, uh, catastrophic in some cases, but I think there has been partly silver linings. Like some businesses have wanted to expand in a different direction, they haven't had the chance or the time to do it, and now they're now they're doing it with the whole sense of a lot of places going online that wanted to go online, and they never had that encouragement to do it, and now they're doing it. So I think a lot of places, like you said, are finding those those silver linings in in this in this horrible horrible world we're currently in <laughs> i think as well it's really it's really demonstrated i mean i live in the center of town and going back to what we were saying earlier about community i mm. with, the, with the stallholders in the market it has been well and truly a definition of community at work the world have come together and where yeah. traditionally they may have worked as independent units alongside each other and they obviously supply people that they're looking after their customers by all coming together and one of them processing orders you know on behalf of all the different traders and then somebody taking responsibility for delivery and so I really feel um that has been again it was obviously it's been a really dirty great gray cloud I'm not by any means um mm, belittling the magnitude yeah, of yeah. economically and socially what's happened but but there has been little positive things um that that I've witnessed which I think just at community level have been have been positive who have been some of the uh, the champions then of of town because like I would love to get them on the show and talk about what why why 
you know, what's important to them. We've had quite a year of it, haven't we? Yeah. With the floods. Yes. And then the yeah. then the pandemic. I mean, our, our our you know we really really do feel for our independent businesses. We you know we need to get behind them. And as you say, that support Shrewsbury. The whole support Shrewsbury initiative is, is a great idea. You know? Yeah, it's something and, that should have been done a while ago, anyway. I think. Mm. I think. I think, as you say, you know, this is this has um, accelerated us all to, you know, look at us. We're on Zoom. Who knew that? Who knew yeah. that we? Could... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we'll do Zoom. Um, <laughs> so many things have have come out of this, you know, and and you know, like Sophie was saying. Um, most of the stores in the market are now on online payments you can do as well so yeah. you know there's yeah when when there's a need you just get on and do it don't you so um and hopefully it will enable our businesses going forward to be able to compete with the other you know compete online as well you know because they've worked out how to do online they've worked out how to do deliveries yeah yeah i mean there's, there's so many people I've i've been hearing some amazing stories Crystal's cupcakes delivering cakes to the the hospital. Um, there's been um, uh, what's it called tap tap was it tap and can tap and can the one on uh, Church Street. What's that one? Uh, it's a beer place. Uh, Are you still there, Dee Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm still here. Um, here just Alex. the signal keeps dropping out. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah. We'll need to do some magic trickery with this. Um, but yeah, there's lots of yeah, people doing we'll great things. Al. He's an expert. All this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I say I'm an expert. I'll be like. <laughs> later on <laughs> on, the, on the edit um you guys are doing fantastic things um what are your immediate plans after this i know we talked about like two three years ahead but like as soon as this is done as soon as we can get out there what are your plans are you planning to expand or just kind of keep things the same trying to uh, tread water i guess alex to be honest we will be rebuilding to start with and we're going to do that by every time one of our cafes opens we're going to be right there with them supporting them taking photographs taking taking coffees out to give them a boost you know that's our plan really is to support everybody back into you know give them a really good first day at least fantastic sorry they really it dropped out then that was really weird because it dropped out the the signal but it carried on with your conversation <laughs> this is so weird <laughs> it's so weird how it like catches yeah, up i have magic <laughs> this is the problem this is why i want to get back to the studio because there's nothing better i was gonna say it takes a lot to stop ali chatting. we spent a lot of time chatting recently i i am a bit my, my kids call me a walking facebook you know because i'm I, li- I like to talk to people all the time so oh that's nice though it's nice uh zoom has been great oh, i mean we've been doing i've been using things like hangouts and skype and all sorts for years like to run the other podcasts i do my co-host is in america for the other show so we've always been using them but like it's been nice seeing other people pick up this tool to use because it really yes. is handy i mean for example rachel from dog aid we had on a couple of weeks uh, a couple of weeks ago um they teach assistance dogs and they have regular training sessions and uh what they, what this has done is it's given them the opportunity to 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 catch up with their their clients who have all you know got disabilities and teach them tr- tricks and how to teach the dogs and actually keep more in touch with with people um, which is which is great. Mm. It's evolution in a, in a good way, isn't it? And you know, what's the carbon footprint on this? It's not a lot, is it? I mean, it's brilliant. I love it. It's fantastic. It's, it's, it has been a lifesaver, hasn't it? You know, to be able to and and as you say, we've caught up with people. You know, personally, we've caught up with people that we would never dream of chatting to on a Saturday night. You know, <laughs> but, you 
that we, you know we, we haven't seen for years but you just press a button and there's eight people you know eight different couples there or eight people there chatting it's really yeah. nice yeah absolutely i mean like um a big shout out to the guys from lingan davis that are doing like quizzes every week um darren from gin different he does a, a quiz as well a, a gin themed quiz on facebook live and these amazing initiatives i love them i love you guys i would i i really want to invite you guys even if we do the same conversation again um i would love <laughs> to get you guys in the studio so we can have a coffee together have a proper good chinwag rather than uh, over zoom because even though it's great there's nothing better than being together is there you know Fingers well, crossed. You know what, Alex? We haven't even. I, I'm fascinated by your story, so it would be great sometime to have a coffee and hear about how, why it's called the Biscuit Podcast, and why and how. <laughs> that's a that's a story for another day. Don't get me talking about myself because we'll be here for about two hours. Um... <laughs> we will be. We will be. There was an idea once where um, I was going to get interviewed on the Biscuit, which would have been a weird spin on things. We never did it though, did we? I think it was Lorraine. Oh no, I think we should still do that, Al. I think I think we should still do that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe one day, we'll see. It's not about me. It's about the team Biscuit, which is why actually I want to say a shout out. Actually, before we end he this, he says, he says, <laughs> no, because <laughs> this is about the team. This is about the Biscuitiers and Team Biscuit because you know the last show we did um, with Saltonge, I actually said to Shane. I want you to host it. I want you to host it uh, and Julie. And I literally hit record and I sit back and just let them talk. Let them talk. I think I spoke three times throughout the whole thing because I want I want the team to do well, not just Alex Whiteley. Because I'm not, you know, it's it's about us. It's the same thing about Shrewsbury. You know, Shrewsbury's a community, and we wouldn't be anywhere uh, if it wasn't for people working together and encouraging people to do better. And that's what I want to do with the team. So you guys are great. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, have you got anything to add? Have you got any more questions before we? No, I think I think you've you've answered anything. But um, we definitely, like I was saying, get you in the studio when this is all over, um, when this new norm comes in, which I think is a little still a little bit scary in my eyes. What this new norm's going to be? Um, but good luck for you, really, isn't it? It's one of those things. I don't think anyone knows from uh, every three weeks where we're going to be, but hopefully. The, the longer that people start taking this uh, pandemic seriously, we'll all be back together and all be on the norm and the cups will be back out, isn't it? Very much so. That's what we're hoping. We're hoping that our businesses get back to normal as soon as possible or get back to a, a way of trading. You know? normal, and, I, yeah. and, and you know what? I think people are doing well in Shrewsbury. We are taking it seriously. You know, people are being Yeah, we've been very fortunate, I feel, in Shrewsbury, definitely. We have been very fortunate. We have indeed. We are lucky here. It's because there's about eighteen thousand coffee shops. That's why, but that's good. that's good. For <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. You know, fun. The one thing you can't put in line, you know, we were we were talking to Ginger and Co the other day that you know the one thing what our what our lovely coffee shops offer is this is the chance to meet with friends, sit in a nice place, and enjoy that coffee. That you know that experience is is going to be a, a way off. But it's certainly not mm. something that can go online. So, you know, yeah. it's going to take a while. We need that back. We need that back, yeah. It's definitely something that we value in the town as people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. We're, we're, all, we're all quite a very European style in the sense of when we socialise, it tends to be going to a coffee shop or sitting outside a coffee shop, isn't it, in the summer? We're very, or our socialising is based around food. We're very European styled, in, even though we're not part of Europe anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's very different. 
I mean, from when I was growing up, you know, you'd never dream of going to, well, there weren't any cafes like that, you know, you'd never, you, you could mm. go to the Little Chef, that was about it, you know, when I was growing up. And it, you just went to the pub. But, you know, my kids all, all really enjoy going to coffee shops. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it was... Um... Spoiled as well, because they make such mighty good coffee, our coffee shops. So, you know, I've yet to master <laughs> making as good coffee at home as they can make in the cafes. So... Yeah. Yeah, we are lucky. I am a bit of a snob when it comes to coffee. Uh, the team biscuit will tell you if it can't be any. He's a nightmare. He's a child <laughs> when it comes to what coffee he's like. <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We will plan to do a show with you guys again. Um, and you know, when festivals and events come back up, we'll be there with you as well to support you. Um, Brilliant. Make sure you check out the shoes we cup. They're on Instagram. Uh, great Instagram actually I was just looking at it while you guys were chatting um, you can follow their story right from the very beginning right to where they've been uh, so make sure you check out the Shoes Be Cup on Instagram give them some support um, also give us some support thank you very much by the way to all the listeners that are fo- all our listeners have come back I mean during the uh, as soon as the pandemic hit uh, we, we took a massive blow to all our listeners it was it was quite panicking at the time, to be honest, I was kind of like, whoa, where's everybody going? But everybody's back. And I want to show my, a bit of appreciation to all of our listeners and supporters. Thank you so much for sticking with us. And um, we've got great things to come uh, in the future. Um, and if you if you don't know already, you can, we got a website with all our audio available. Uh, make sure you check that out. It's www.theshoesbebiscuitpodcast.co.uk. And that's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. Um, guys, you've been fantastic. I, yeah, this has been great. D, you're amazing. Thank you. You too. Back at you. Back at you, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us at the Shoes Biscuit. We'll catch you next week. Peace out, guys.